the MI Golf Podcast with Paul Kelly and Morris J. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening to the MI Golf Podcast episode 53, Morris. 53. And on the program this week, Mr. Kelly. We've been chatting to the voice of golf, that's Peter Alice, at the launch of a new charity event. The legend, Mr. Peter Alice. Uh, we've our usual roundup of all the pro and amateur news. Yeah, we'll take a look back at the NI Open, which is won by Scottish newcomer Callum Hill. And Tiger versus Phil. I wonder, would you? No. You wouldn't? No. Definitely not? You're not going to be tempted to no. part with 25 quid or whatever it is to watch? Definitely not. But I think we shall discuss further, Morris. What do you reckon? We shall. So let's get cracking today. Peter Alice, still to many, the voice of golf, was in town to unveil details of a charity golf event coming up to Northern Ireland next year. The Peter Alice Masters raises money to provide par chairs for disabled children. Paul caught up with Peter and the man himself taking on the organising role in Ireland. That's Michael Moss, formerly the GM at Port Stewart Golf Club, to hear all about it. So, Michael, first things first, just give us an outline of exactly what the Peter Alice Masters event's about. Well, Paul, the Peter Alice Masters has been running for 45 years. It started about uh, 1974, a guy called George Mackey. Then they got Peter Alice involved. So they have raised, they're raising money for um, uh, wheelchairs for handicapped children. And uh, Peter, as I say, has been involved in that for 30 years. So uh, the whole outline of today is to get the, this is the first time we've ever had a, a mission in Ireland. We've never come to Ireland before. And the mission is to give people a chance uh, in Ireland to support this charity. Simply, how do they do that? What what will the event look like? Sure, it's um, well. We're having a wee uh, conference today, as you know. There's going to be a press release. So basically, this is it in a nutshell. Clubs, or it can be outside golf clubs. It could be anybody in business or the wider community. Uh, we are there are packages to get involved in this. Now, the overall package is going to cost somewhere in the region of four thousand five hundred to five thousand pounds. If it, let's go to golf clubs first. If a golf club can raise that level of money, they will then provide a wheelchair, which will be presented at the Open at Royal Port Rush next July. So that club will be there to present that wheelchair. That that wheelchair will also go to a local child it's who will be recommended and sought out by the charity and in conjunction with the golf club so that'll all be done that'll be done there and is there a golf day element to this as well yes there is uh, so the golf club would also have uh, if they for instance if they did uh, if they ran a competition and they ran it in three balls um, the, the three people who won it will go to the Peter Alice Masters so that's in England in September uh, so they do the wheelchair at the Open uh, at Royal Port Rush in July and in September those three would go to the uh, Peter Alice Masters it could be mixed as well so there's if they win that, if they're lucky enough to win that if they're in uh, Stableford points, uh, the gentleman would win a Peter Alice Masters jacket and the lady would win a Peter Alice Pashmina. And how did you get involved in this? Did you get roped in without knowing it some night? Yeah, roped in is about right. Um, I got a call from my old friend Maureen Medill, who obviously works with Peter Alice and the BBC, and also, of course, was a member of uh, Port Stewart back in the day, and, you know, British Ladies Champion, Curtis Cup, etc., etc. And Peter Alice or Jackie Alice had said to Maureen, would you know anybody in Ireland that might uh, be in, you know, might do something? And she said, Moss. So... 
uh, I got a call and I thought, well, um, you know, we could. I'll, I didn't know anything really about it. I went down to the Irish Golf Riders last November and mentioned it there, and there was wee, quite a good wee bit of feedback about it. And then Jackie Ellis and uh, John Slocum, who helps Jackie, they came over. They flew over to Belfast in March, and. Uh, so the thing sort of formulated from there and that's why so we're really our focus is on next year but the focus is going ahead you know year after year because it's very difficult to get the word out through 400 golf clubs or through different other avenues so we're happy that this will you know spread out but really we're with the with the open being at Royal Portrush and not having been there for you know 68 years it's it's a fantastic opportunity to highlight this so Peter's plane unfortunately Morris was a bit delayed flying in but when he did eventually arrive he sat down he talked a bit about the charity but he also spent some time talking about his memories of the last time the Open was played here back in 1951 well I remember an awful lot of people the interesting thing to me is that all the men all the men wore raincoats and trilby hats the women all looked as if they were dressed to go shopping nobody had what uh, well they didn't have golfing gear then i mean you can go buy golfing kit you know over trousers and a jacket you look like a golfer now but you didn't then everybody smoked uh, the, the the spectators were allowed on the fairway they were they were controlled with a bit of rope the stewards were across the fairway and the sewers were around the greens with the rope. It was just, it was all right. And it was, you tend to forget that, I mean, those days, five or 6,000 people looked a hell of a big crowd. Yeah. Now it's 20 or 30,000 people a day. And that's when the Ryder Cup looks so huge because you only have four games out on the course and you have 10,000 people with each game. It looks incredible. You wonder how the hell they're all gonna get round. But they do. But I remember the um, I remember the course. It was a very dramatic course. It was a bit of wild weather. I remember Max Faulkner, who won, playing his shot from uh, the 17th, I think it was, uh, up against the raining on the wire fence on the left, playing a miraculous shot to sort of scoop it up on the green. Tony Serta from Argentina, who finished a lovely, lovely fella. Uh, I remember all those memories. They were very clear memories. Would you have imagined that it would have taken so long to come back? And also, are you surprised in any way with the fact that it's sold out? I'm not surprised it's sold out. Um, the interesting thing was, I think at those times, it was quite a, what I say, quite a hassle to get here. Yeah. You, you know, people didn't jump on planes at a minute's notice then. Yeah. So there was only the boat to come on. Yeah. So you had to book on the thing and bring your car. Not everybody had. People forget in 1950, uh, not everybody had a motor car. Pretty well, everybody seems to have a motor car today. Two cars, families, three car families five car families if you got children at home but uh, there was the problem of getting here there was the problem of access they thought looking to the future uh, there was a problem with accommodation lots of B&Bs 
but not many hotels with ensuite accommodation. And still to this day, around Port Rest, there's not a glut of hotels and not a glut of, you know, the simple hotels like Howard Johnson or Holiday Inn or that sort of thing. There, there isn't, doesn't matter what you, how you wrap it up, it's just a fact. So there, there were lots of things to ponder. Then there were all the problems that went on for 25 years and, and which put people off. Uh, would it, as things were changing, would people come? Would everybody be safe? Would there be demonstrations? That sort of thing. And now things um, are so much better, I think, uh, uh, although, although problems seem to appear from other directions now, but uh, uh, I'm not surprised it sold out because of the enthusiasm of the Irish for sport. I mean, I think golf and horse racing and, uh, and Shinty probably, uh, uh, you know, the old Agaili for whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I think it's an incredible game. And people turn up to watch. They watch the horse and the golf and they love the golf. And my, I've been over the last couple of years at, at the Irish Open and uh, both at Port Stewart and Ballyliffin and uh, it was fantastic. I, mean, I didn't go to Ballyliffin but I was at Port Stewart and the weather was good. If the weather's half decent they come out in their tens of thousands and the golf was good and I think if we're blessed with decent weather there'll be some snags at the open no good kidding yourself we don't have motorways right up to the front door we don't have a hundred acres of hard standing car parks this thing alright well we've got the other course to park on but God forbid it's pouring with rain you don't want to turn the other course into a mud bath so you've got to think about these things you don't just swan along so oh, it'll all be great it'll all be it could be great it could be memorable because the uh, the course is is wonderful and the setting is wonderful and if it all works and you get the right winner it'll be sensational he's not far off the mark when it comes to port rush as it is today <laughs> remembering back what 50 something years 50 so, what 67 year? years it's all, oh. 67 years and he remembers all that stuff mm-hmm. you forget what he is peter also because he's been such a part of your life uh-huh on the TV for forever he was where everybody was watching golf on TV long before Sky Television do you remember um, do you remember pro celebrity golf kind of vaguely who are you trying to kid <laughs> vaguely who are you trying yeah. to kid pro celebrity he was the, he was the commentator it for pro brilliant. celebrity golf as well and he was always he's always good at taking a wee needle at, at the celebs I think it was on a Thursday night at 9 o'clock on BBC 2 you were glued to it weren't you I, well I used to watch it because my dad used to watch it as well you see <laughs> and it, we used to have a wee tiny black and white port in the kitchen and I think my dad got booted into the kitchen while mum was watching something else and we were there and it was up on the shelf watching pro celebrity golf and of course he was the voice of that as well nice to talk to him today it was, it was. he did very well getting over because he said he had a few technical hitches playing wise but he got there still doing strong 87 years old Mars 87. still going strong I know uh, on the subject of Royal Port Rush, I seem to remember a few weeks ago that we urged listeners to get their tickets for next year's event before they sold out. And what have they gone and done? Sold out. Sold us. out. Uh, well, we did warn you. Tickets for Thursday through to Sunday, championship days have totally gone. Yeah. Uh, there are still some tickets available for the practice day. So yeah. if you want to see any of uh, Tiger, you basically need to get a practice day ticket now and get up there and get sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, they're all still available for around about £15, which is pretty good value yep, I would yep. say for that but the RNA have also uh, said and they're also keen on, on get people being aware of this 
be aware of people trying to sell you tickets on the that don't exist that don't exist <laughs> on some of these saddleback sites like uh, via Google and safe tickets and StubHub and eBay and these things go to the official go to the official sale. RNA ticket sales yeah. yes if you just so you don't end up starting at the at the gate and somebody saying sorry your name's not down you're not coming in Get the best prices on every round of golf with Hot Deals Tea Times exclusively from Golf Now. Available at more than 1,600 golf clubs throughout the UK and Ireland. Hot Deals save you up to 80% on thousands of tea times daily. Find the flame and save every time you play with Hot Deals only from Golf Now. On with the pro news, Mr. Kelly. In the last podcast, we spoke about the brave new plans for the next year's NA Open. How it was going to become a tournament that's featuring the LET and the Challenge Tour. Well, the final old-style NA Open was won by a young Scot called Callum Hill, who charged through the field with a closing 64 to collect the title. And I was up there for a good part of that tournament, and I talked to a whole lot of the players over the course of the week, and guess who was the one person that I didn't interview? Will be the winner. <laughs> the winner. The Kelly Touch. He can really pick them. Good winner. Another classic tournament. Lower scoring than I've seen before, but I think, you know, I got the feeling that now was the time for change. I think you're right. I just just in terms of the event itself and the coverage and the, mm-hmm. the spectators and everything, yeah. that was perfect timing. Exactly. Just to mess, to mess it up, mix it up a wee bit. Yeah. And uh, and it's, as, as we talked about last time, it's amazing to have the full LET on board. It's going to be, fingers crossed, a huge event and uh, well done everybody at Galgorm. It was a good but not brilliant week for the locals. Cormac Sharvin had his best result of the year, finishing tied for ninth. Johnny Caldwell finished 13th and Dermot McElroy 16th. But it's, you know, it's better than other previous years. Dermy and Johnny are both working, doing a bit of work with Gareth Mabin up there as well. So they're starting to show signs of moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And the Challenge Tour has moved on to France for the Cordon Golf Open this week. Paul McBride, Neil O'Brien, Stephen Grant, Gavin Moynihan, Rory McGee, Cormac Sharvin, Michael Hoy, Johnny Caldwell and Dermy McElroy are all featuring. There's only a handful of events left to secure their playing rights for next season. And some of the lads really need to start motoring. On the European Tour this week, it's the Maiden Denmark Tournament, but unfortunately there are no Irish players involved this week. However, that is the last qualifying event for the Ryder Cup. Um, Podrick Harrington did brilliantly last week at the Czech Masters, finishing second behind Andre Pavon on 22 under par. And I think we have Borig. Yeah, it was, it was a good contest, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I obviously feel, uh, you know, I didn't feel like I lost it. Uh, I won it for sure. Uh, he played great there coming home. He held a decisive putt. So, yeah, look, I'd have to be in that position every week and, uh, you know, I'll get my fair share of wins. Uh, but it wasn't my day today. To be 20 and uh, that's the best we've ever had here, apart from Pavan. Um, so that must give you a lot of confidence with how well you played this year. This week? Look, it's, you know, to shoot 20 under par in any golf course, you've got to put some numbers together. Uh, yeah, so I'm happy with that. Uh, as I said, Andrea just finished really well. He, you know, he played lovely golf all day, to be honest. And, uh, you know, he he uh, made the putts at the decisive time, made those birdies coming home. And uh, it's a pity, but, you know, as I said, I'll settle for playing like this most weeks and uh, I will give myself plenty of chances to win. And I know it's a numbers game that, uh, you know, some weeks it will be my turn for uh, the putts to drop and the, the right shot at the right time. He was playing really, really, really well. Do you see the new swing thing he's got? Going? Well, that's it. There was a fair bit of debate on Twitter and yeah. I kind of weighed into a couple of discussions <laughs> Not about like it. You. Not like me. Um, just talking about what, what's, what the hell 
hell's going what's on with the swing? Like? What's this wee twitch he's doing? What's he doing with his left foot? <laughs> you know, and uh, he, he said something about the move that we sort of initial take back, and then it's, uh-huh. it's almost like a wee mini takeaway, uh-huh. isn't it? It's giving him an extra six miles per hour or something like that. There, really? That's what he's saying. So I might be trying that one. See, there was a there was a there was a video that appeared, which was him uh, doing a drill on the range where he was knocking the, the golf ball back out of the road on, right. his, on his takeaway. Right now, normally that is. You kind of to slow you down, so slow your takeaway. So you basically just roll the ball backwards as you as you're doing your takeaway. Can't snatch it always. No, you, so you, you kind of just take the ball away slowly, and it rolls away to the back of the tee or yeah. whatever. But he was kind of knocking it out to the right, okay, behind him. Do you know right. what I mean? So the club, and then he was kind of knocking the ball off to the right a wee bit. And I'm thinking, and he was jerking, he was stopping. Yeah. So and that, so I was trying. I've never seen it done like that before. <laughs> the the foot thing, yes, we've yes. seen that before at the Irish Open last year. He was doing the full step through. Yes, right. So he was taking a step after he hit the ball the way he went. But so, but I've never seen that me sort of knock the ball back out to the right. It's kind never of thing. boring, my heart. Just now, he's always tinkering with something. Yeah. As you said, the main Denmark tournament is the end of the line in terms of the Ryder Cup. So Torbjorn Olsen currently occupies the eighth and final automatic spot. Matt Fitzpatrick and Eddie Pepperham could well pip him this week with a good good result so of those three right and we're not even worrying about who might get selected mm-hmm. but of those three who who would you go for currently mm, I would probably go with Thorborn on based on form just based on yeah Matty's not really been on yeah. form Eddie Pepperell hasn't been out of the picture for a while Eddie Pepperell because weird he can be very up and very down but I think I agree I think Torborn's been there thereabouts before mm-hmm. and okay when he's hot he's very hot and he can go off the boil a lot as well but um, good strong player in his day uh, a wee birdie uh, tells me that Lee Westwood could be in the offing for a, a captain's pick. Surely not. This was uh, the this was the, this was the boys uh, down south. Uh-huh. Fionn and uh, and the boys and Fionn. Joe yeah. and uh, and Peter Laurie they were discussing it and Peter Laurie seems to be quite friendly or knows you know yeah, Thomas Bjorn quite a fair bit and he seems to think that Lee West was going to get a pick which is like baffling yeah what <laughs> after the last time when he got a pick I know and that was you know mates rates as well yeah. so it's he's hardly ripped it up over the last no exactly so steady but nothing spectacular yeah, I would I would say that your man will become under extreme pressure if he does that and don't <laughs> and especially well, well you know West would could, could pull it out of the bag and do win some performance <laughs> <laughs> win something uh, and, he, and a couple of times recently, he's not been too bad. You know, he's been he's been there or thereabouts on a couple of occasions. Oh, that would be a big move, more strange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, over in the states, the second of the FedEx Cups events, the Dell Championship at the TPC Boston with Rory in the field. Uh, Seamus Parr bowed out following last week's Northern Trust event won by Bryce uh, him. <laughs> he he I, shall not be mentioned. I, I know you didn't like that one, Bryson de Shambles. Um, <laughs> but it was still a great season for Seamus, who secured his PGA Tour place for the next season by the skin of his teeth finishing 125th he didn't actually finish 125th he finished 128th or something was it yeah and then other people and then he had to wait for Sergio to blow up and he blew didn't he blow up (laughs) if if you're really being honest now it's been a pretty disappointing season from a home player perspective on the main tours Um, Rory won at Bay Hill Dunners and Gavin won Super Sixes but success has been pretty thin the ground and Graham McDole Shane Laurie and Parag Harrington all lost full PGA Tour statuses so that was the big shocker I think so and that just you know that just shows you how high the the standard is when those boys you know can't keep a card card. and you know and it's 
I guess it's just it's kind of survival of the fittest. It's natural selection in a way. It is, you know. Um, so, and if you get into those couple of WGC events, it's a sort of virtual circle. Well, you see, that's the bit that some people aren't overly overly happy with yeah. because then it, it rewards the, those that are there, you know. And uh, Darren Clark finished tied for twenty fifth on the Champions Tour debut at the Boeing Classic in Washington. He was well up for it, you know. If you if you, if you saw saw, saw his pressers, yeah, and he was doing a charm offensive. Did you see how charming and Fantastic. smiley and Ha- and lovely he was with the female when presenter he was talking to. Darren wants to put on the charm. On the champion's turn, he was yes, my dear, and yeah, that, that. And I'm misquoting perhaps slightly, but he was he was he was gracious. And then and then as soon as the media started asking questions, oh, what do you know? What do you want to know? <laughs> it was almost a, a slightly change in the tone. Ah, them friggin' media. Nobody's like. Anyway, where are I? Yes, the rounds that he posted were. Oh yes, the Clark posted rounds. Of 68, 76 and 66 at the tournament won by Scott Parrell. Darren returns to action on the Shaw Charity Classic this week. And there's just six events remaining on the Symmetra Tour. Stephanie Meadow remains well placed to get one of the 10 LPGA cards on offer. She's currently second in the rankings and she's playing this week's at the Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge. Sioux Falls. Sioux, sorry. As does Leona McGuire. As in Susie and the Banshees. Okay, of course. Here, just thinking, what, what would what would Clark have got for making the cut for 25th do you know what I haven't a clue what the money's it'd like it'd be interesting there. to have a look at it for next time and just yeah. see yeah. what kind of door are they getting for for a regular Champions well, Tour event you look at that right 68, 76, 66 right so even if he'd shot a 70 in the second round he wasn't going to be too far away yeah. uh, Brendan McGovern Des Smith Eamon Darcy Philip Walton and Dennis O'Sullivan are in action on the Stacia Tour of the Travis Travis Perkins Masters that's a wee typo is it Woburn uh, Golf Club from the 31st to the 2nd and finally good luck to everyone down at Tullforest Golf Resort and Pat Barrett and everybody there who are hosting a Prem Group Irish Masters Pro-Am on the Euro Pro Tour at clubstohire.com you can take all the hassle out of your golf travel and rent your clubs before you fly Clubs to Hire offer the very latest sets from just £32 per week including the brand new M4 clubs from TaylorMade and Clubs to Hire have just opened three new locations in Australia that's 26 locations worldwide so wherever you're travelling to play golf choose the easy option and hire your clubs at clubstohire.com it says here on with the amateur news but before we do that tell us all about your fantastic opportunity to win an All-Ireland medal <laughs> I knew you were going to say this I knew you were going to get stuck in this tell everybody about your All-Ireland chance to win a medal uh, in the what was it the foursomes the All-Ireland four ball yes the All-Ireland four ball you got right through to the final Ulster final you were, you were playing uh, Newmore in Dungannon on Sunday so hang on you're, you were playing Newmore and the venue was Dungannon, Dungannon so there the, was a neutral venue neutral venue yes I had to put us in neutral venue and it was five matches so ten, 10 people and this is the All-Ireland 4-Ball this is the Ulster version of it you qualify from your province to go to the but you've done that and you were in the All-Ireland final no no no, no? no. we were trying to win Ulster to oh qualify. right okay yes, yes. so you didn't even win the province well, no we got beaten I the thought you'd the won that already no it, well here it took us Look, there's about 90 odd teams playing this. And you were beaten by. Nearmore. So, what was a team from Germany where they held <laughs> Nazi trials? What were they doing over here? <laughs> the Nuremberg. Ah, the Nuremberg. Nuremberg where, where, is that? where is that <laughs> golf club? It's in Carrickmacross. All ah, right. And by the way, congratulations to Nuremberg. He says, through gritted teeth. So, how many did they beat you? Three and a half to one and a half. I know. Did you get a half? Morris, I was beaten on the last. That's not. 
Oh, are you really? Yeah, Morris, don't listen. Like, on the last. You're going to make me cry. Oh, no, I don't. No, no, you're going to make d- me we cry. Don't, we don't want that. Yeah, we were beating on the last, Morris. And you know the worst? Did he it? beat you with a birdie? A par. But a par from right in from long distance. How, how many foot? About 16 foot. <sighs> on the last. And we, we, we three put it. Right. But it was from 50 feet. Um, and Morris. Felt like it. Morris, we were four up after seven. You, you you need probably you need some help with this I would say Mars, I need a hug <laughs> right <laughs> oh, after after we finish the show uh, so fire on then with proper amateur news yes real golfers now the World Amateur Team Championship got underway today that's Wednesday at Carton House Paula Grant Annabelle Wilson and Livy Mahaffey are in action they're hoping to improve on the bronze medal Ireland claimed two years ago in Mexico and the women's event is where they play for the Espirito Santo Trophy and it's on from Wednesday to Saturday the men will compete for the Eisenhower Trophy at the same venue uh, September the 5th to September the 8th and here's Olivia and Paula speaking before play got underway um, I personally don't have any expectations uh, for this week You know, I just want to have a really good time, enjoy it I, I think I tend to play better when I'm having a good time so I think it's exciting, it's in Ireland, it's, I love playing in front of people I think uh, both you girls would agree with that and uh, hopefully we get some good crowds and um, you know in Mexico we had no expectations it was a big surprise to us to get a bronze medal so um, you know it would be lovely to do the same thing again but you know hole by hole and day by day. Yeah I think just the, the same as what Olivia's been saying you can't really set a target because there's four rounds and two scores from each player so you know you can make such a huge jump up every day or you know two bad players might have a bad day so you can't really say what your expectations are we're just going to keep preparing the way we we always have and just take a good look at the courses and just um, take each day as it comes I think. Irish golf in about five, ten years, I think, is going to be in a very, very strong position. Even sooner than that, probably, in terms of the, the young ones coming through. In terms of the females. Females and, and the men yeah. as well, and the well, boys. Well, you, you look at that, there's Olivia's going to turn pro hopefully in a year or two. Annabelle's probably going to go to college in America. UCLA, she's got Very nice. She's got a wee, uh, they're looking there, so she's going there. You have Stephanie, you have the two Maguires. Mm-hmm. Um, really... Irish ladies golf yeah, could, be, could be really on the up very strong which is why you can see why the LET event next year and the year after could exactly. be big draw you know so a lot of the best amateurs in the world are going to be playing here over the next couple of weeks so it's going to be if you're into your golf there's some real stars of the future and we've there. had some great tournaments already yeah you yeah, know in the last three four weeks that's right the boys if you want to register you can register via WATC Two o one eight. It's free parking. There's easy access, and you know more importantly, and you'd like this. There's no ropes. You can just dander around. You can dander around. Is that a good thing? Well, there's not going to be thousands of people. Like literally, you will be able to walk within ten yards of those players. I know, but I guess. Well, I guess actually, it's. Um because it's it's only going to be golf fans that go to see this. Exactly. So most golf fans will know where they can and can't exactly. walk and not get in the way and not be in, yeah. the, you know, in their line and stuff. That's starting the road if somebody's trying to hit a shot. Right. Now, the, today's play is already finished and China are leading on six under along with Japan. Ireland are on three under. I think that's tied for sixth at the minute. Olivia shot the best round of the day at two under. Annabelle was one under and Paula was plus two. Good luck the girls. The men's interpros have also got underway today and finish on Friday in Athen Rye with Leinster chasing a fourth successive victory. The Ulster team is Reese Black, Ross Dutton, Peter Kerr, Matt McLean, Mark McKinstry, Tierney McLaren, Mark Norton and Rory Williamson from just up the road here. And a lot of the inter-club competitions have been coming to a conclusion over the last fortnight or so. 
<laughs> well, you're not going to cry, are you? <laughs> oh, as it's mentioned here, oh, I yeah. show, and I couldn't even wait. I um, couldn't even wait to give the result. Marsh, can you finish the rest of that? Uh, yes, I, I certainly can. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to all the winners who will progress to represent Ulster in the All Ireland Cups and Shields, which will not include Royal Armagh. Oh. In the Senior Cup, Royal Port Rush came out on top. Lisburn won the Jimmy Bruin. Ballyclare won the Pierce Purcell. Bally Buffet and Stranelar won the Mixed Foursomes, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Fort William collected the Junior Cup and Neuramore, come on in Neuramore, <laughs> won the All Ireland Four Ball Interclub Championship, beating Royal Armagh three and a half to one and a half on the final green. Mr. Kelly lost his match by three putting but apart from that he's not that bitter not that annoyed or bitter Morn's Danny Williamson claimed the Ulster under 16 close championship at Kirkston uh, beating Greenacres Ross Campbell in the final Andrew Morris and David Simpson won the uh, Andrew Morris they won the it Andrew only Morris yes and David Simpson won the Ulster scratch foursomes with a better second round score uh, from Stephen and Darren Crow after both had finished on a score of 145 we uh, have to play as advert shortly and Hollywood Morris Hollywood oh I know all about this won the All-Ireland Girls Interclub Championship at Knock Golf Club they beat County Lowe's in the final the girls were ecstatic and there was the great pictures the great pictures great the picture, smiles yeah, yeah. were brought and also at Knock La Hinch beat Ellen Park to lift the all Ireland Senior Cup. And speaking of Mr. Morris. Andrew Morris Golf now offers 12 months interest-free credit on everything bought online and in store. New golf clubs or that electric trolley you've been dreaming of for as little as £30 per month. Drive the extra mile to drive away happy. Check out andrewmorrisgolf.com for full terms and conditions. Andrew Morris Golf on the web and at Laganview Golf Centre Lambeg. And that is it for episode... 53. 53. It's uh, a bit shorter, and which is good. We're trying to make it even more punchy and succinct Tainter. and get it out there. And, and yeah. saves me editing for 17 hours. So at the start of Mars, we talked about Phil and Tiger. And for people who maybe haven't heard, and where have you been? Phil and Tiger later in the year are playing a... A jewel in the sun. Yeah, this has been on the cards for a while. They've been talking about doing this yeah. for a while. Phil even joined Twitter. But to promote it, did he? <laughs> so it's about nine or ten million or something? Nine million. For a one-off game. I think, yeah, nine, nine million for a one-off game. It's going to be on pay-per-view. pay-per-view or box office or whatever it is. Yeah. I think they were saying $25 maybe yeah. or something like that. I... What I would I would probably go to the back door to watch it. I'm I don't know if they'd pay twenty five dollars. I can't understand why people think they will. It's, you know, because they're gonna they're, because because the hype the hype will get people wrapped up in it. But, but it's false hype. It's not as if the is. boxers and, and it's not as if there's anything on the line. It's just so, it's nine million pounds of other people's money. Well, that's just what I was thinking, Morris. Here's one idea for you. I want the two boys to put up nine million of their own money. I then would see. Then you'd watch it. Then you'd watch. It. Then you'd watch it. Every point. winner takes all eighteen mil. Yes. <laughs> now they're suddenly, or even better. What about this? One dollar. Tiger Woods and Phil Nicholson. No. Well, we need here no. playing for one dollar that they have to sign, and it has to be framed and put in the person's house. Nah. Yeah. Now you want the nine million? It have to. It has to be. Well, it has to be a substantial, even a million each. Yeah, of their own. Money. Of their own dough. And then everybody's watching. Yeah, and that's and that's what they that's the mistake they've made. They should have just made it up, even yeah. if it wasn't their own dough. They should have said it's their own dough. Yeah, you know what are what are KPMG and what's the other? Oh, what, uh, who's who's the, who's the other sponsor? I kind of switched off. Is it, it is it TaylorMade going to put up the dough? No, or I don't know. I don't who, know. Who is it for Tiger? I wonder. I don't know, Morris. But you know that if it had been their own money, then that would have been yeah. fantastic. I thought it was a bit naff. 
It is. It's two two old fellas who are nearly at Champions Tour or Champions Tour level going to be. You know, who wants to watch that? <laughs> <laughs> and, but the, they'll not be the same venom. No, that's. A I don't think. You know, there's, there's just it's just. Ugh. There's no edge to it. There's no reason. No, exactly. You know, if it was one loses their card, bingo. Exactly. You know, well, one loses their car. <laughs> the car which car in particular yeah. <laughs> they're not so no I'll, I'll not be going out of my way to watch it if it pops up free somewhere on some be interesting to see now later in the year how many people take it up hmm. be interesting to see anyway that's us that's us until the next time Mars, uh, what, Mars. what's the date now we're at the end of August what's uh, is there anything on the horizon over the next Mars, the Ryder Cup <sighs> oh that's well that's uh, in a couple of weeks time Tours of I, Mars. that's it we're playing the Ryder Cup again uh, in about two weeks time we're playing Art Glass and Warren Point. Warren Point. Uh, it's a two-day tournament where the northern media take on the southern softies. <laughs> and uh, we've won it the last two years in a row. We have Morris Mellard to play after my collapse. And oh, here, that's right. Oh, who's the captain? Have they appointed a captain this year yet? Well, I'll tell you what, who's not doing I'll it. tell you, he's not you. <laughs> Choker. <laughs> Choker <laughs> Kelly. Choker <laughs> Kelly. Uh, so uh, we'll bring you news of that. It's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, things set up with the tourism NI, and it's you know basically to highlight courses yeah. in the north to to the southern audience. So uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. Apart from that, is there anything proper in the, any uh, proper golf apart from made in Denmark? And no, we'll, we'll certainly know the Ryder Cup team this yeah, time yeah, next we'll, week. We'll be very close by the time we do another and show. And so. I think um, the Ryder Cup will be on, and we'll also be. I would say Thomas Bjorn will have picked his team and it'll be Loopy Lee Lee Westwood uh, Sergio and, <laughs> and Darren Stenson Clark and Darren Clark all the Irelands will be back in <laughs> that's it from us I enjoy your golf if you're still playing I'm sure you are when does the Winter League kick in end of September oh, look what time of year do you think so, it is somebody asked me yesterday will I play Winter League and I'm thinking that's just good because the weather got bad the weather got bad the weather the weekend was off it so, was. Uh, so enjoy your golf over the next couple of weeks and we'll see you in two alright don't touch me touch me Shaking head ass, shaking head ass, shaking head ass. Seawood, shaking head ass, shaking head ass, shaking head ass. I see you, baby. Seawood.